Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is on me. I'm talking with Trent Dilfer right after we finish the interview uh, because, look, I love this guy. I mean, I think I can say it now probably, Trent, right, Um, because I think it's been long enough. So when you were working with Tua, he was here in Nashville, and my one of my sons is a huge Tua fan, and so you let us come out. We stood up at the top and watched Tua work out, and then he got to meet Tua and, I mean, it, it's one of the highlights of his life, right? I mean, like, he is a huge Alabama fan. They were working out right down the street. You were kind enough. There was hardly anybody in the building. It's open air. It's safe. Everything else last year. And you let us come and watch. And I will be forever thankful for you for thinking to do that. Um, and, you know, you didn't even know I was going to tell that story coming back. Uh, but as we're talking off air, I know your story because we've talked about it on the radio program before and we've also talked about it in person, but you have a incredible difficulty that you dealt with in your life, which I think every parent out there is terrified to even think about, and that is you lost your son at an incredibly young age and you have poured so much heart, soul, and energy and your entire family has. I know you've been out working with your, uh, with your daughters who are great volleyball players. Uh, in college but this is the anniversary the 18 year anniversary I believe you said of losing your son 
tell people what they can do if you want to give a quick uh, story there. I, I, I read the story uh, when you moved to Nashville, and by the time I finished it, I mean, I, I was crying. I mean, that's how powerful I thought it was, and I know how difficult it has been for your family, but you have tried to make such a difference in so many other families' lives. Uh, on this 18th anniversary, tell my audience what you are doing and what they can do to help you. I really appreciate you saying that. And yeah, today's 18th anniversary of losing our son, Trevin. Um, he died of a, believe it or not, a virus, a one out of a million virus that attacks your heart. Uh, he was on life support for 40 days. And he we was had to how take old? Him off. He was five and a half. Oh. Yeah, he's a sec- second of four. Um, picture hangs in my office overlooking Mustang Stadium every week and looking over these kids. And really my story is pain repurposed into passion. And my passion is seeing people's lives, young people's lives change with the ball. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I was retired. I got out of retirement, came and coached high school football. Uh, but now with just what's going on in our world, you know, my passion has become seeing young people unite. Uh, there's so much device, so much divisiveness right now. Uh, rich, poor, boy, girl, Democrat, Republican, black, white, Asian, Hispanic. And really what we're trying to do through the launch of my foundation is unite young people with a ball. Not just a football, but a baseball, a soccer ball, a softball, a volleyball, whatever it is. And we're launching the foundation after my son, the Trevin Dilfer Foundation. And we're doing it kind of a unique way around the, around the draft. There's a company called Give Game. They've set up these unique fundraising abilities during COVID when you couldn't have golf tournaments, you couldn't have galas and fundraisers. So basically they do props. I don't want to say betting, but these prop bet opportunities around big events, Kentucky Derby, Bachelor, Bachelorette, whatever it is, well, we're the first ones to do it around the draft. So you can go to Give Game. It's on my Twitter. I'm sure you're going to retweet it. It's super simple, and you have like eight different props, and you play against me, and all we're asking you to do is make a donation to our foundation, knowing that all the money will go to helping bring people together through a ball. Uh, And the website, again, is givegame.com. Yeah, it's a link. You'll get the link off of my Twitter, off my Instagram. You'll see it. It's a super simple thing. It goes right to the link, and you can choose the eight different things you want to um, compete with me against uh, and then make a small donation, and, and we're forever grateful for that. All right, I will share that link for everybody out there who is uh, who is listening to this right now. Obviously, if you follow me at Clay Travis, I'll also uh, share Trent's Twitter handle so you can follow it through there as well. Uh, but I'll go sign up as soon as I finish the show. I hope a lot of other people out there will as well and can help you raise uh, money to, uh, to hopefully make a difference uh, for a lot of people on this. I know it's a challenging day, 18th anniversary of your five-and-a-half-year-old son's uh, death. I appreciate you. Thank you, everybody that's willing to do that. And and I promise you, I'm uh, I'm on this earth right now to help young people change for the better. That's Trent Dilfer, and he's spent a lot of time with us. I didn't even realize it was the 18th anniversary of his family's loss until we were talking off the air after we finished that interview talking. And, I mean, he's just a genuinely really good dude. I mean, I got to tell you. So I'm going to share that link. Uh, I would encourage you guys to, to go sign up and donate something to his foundation if you can. Using what I think everybody out there who is a parent would acknowledge is really every parent's worst fear. Every single one of you out there, if you have kids, soon as you have that kid, you have what I would say is two really big fears. I hope nothing happens to them. And then the second one is, I hope I'm here to be able to get them into adulthood. 
Those are every single parent's two biggest fears, I would say, the moment they become aware that we're going to become parents. That's what we are terrified of. And to use that pain uh, that the Dilfer family has had to put it forward and toward such a better world for so many other different people. Um, I just, I, I think Trent and his family are doing tremendous work. And I love the idea that he's coaching high school football here in my hometown of Nashville. He's obviously having a very positive impact on so many different kids. You heard him there at the end of the first hour talking about accountability, personal responsibility. That's one of the many things that you'll learn in sports. And that goes to the coaches as well, breaking down everything and recognizing that all of us, regardless of what we do, are imperfect in our ability to have success. And I think the best coaches acknowledge that with their kids. Hey, I'm not going to be perfect either. I'm going to make mistakes just like you guys are going to make mistakes. The goal is to learn from them and get better. So he is going to share that link with me and I will share it with you guys and I'll make sure that hopefully we send uh, some positive energy out into the world uh, through the Trent Dilfer Foundation. So I appreciate him coming on this morning. Uh, We have got a loaded show for you still to come. John Morosi is going to join us in the next segment. He is our Major League Baseball insider. Tremendous series between the Dodgers and the Padres, two of them already early in the Major League Baseball season. Uh, We've also got some incredible Nick Saban audio. Petros Papadakis is going to join us in the third hour of this program. And I'm going to continue to break down the NFL draft and tell you who my current top 10 is right now. The website from Trent Dilfer is givegame.com. Givegame.com. I will share that with you, but I hope some of you will join me and donate to that Dilfer Foundation and help him make the world a little bit better place. Up next, it's John Morosi. We appreciate all of you hanging out with us on this fantastic Tuesday on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex choose are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome back in. We are rolling through the OutKick program. It's NFL Draft Week, but I got to tell you, I feel like baseball has got some good momentum. And I enjoy talking with John Morosi, FS1 Fox Sports. He does a fantastic job of covering baseball. And, John, I got a story for you. So I'm coaching Little League Baseball, right? I've been doing this probably five or six years. I love that. And I do think it's made me more of a baseball fan. Again, you know, I grew up playing baseball. Kind of, We've talked about this, drifted away from the sport for a while. Uh, but I've got two kids that are a six-year-old and a, a ten-year-old that are both playing baseball. So we spend a lot of time at the baseball fields. Uh, In fact, we got games tonight. um, And we did something on Friday that I thought was really cool, and I think it ties in with Trevor Bauer and Fernando Tatis, and so I want to lay it out for you. So 
uh, we decided we had a pizza party. We went on Friday to the five- and six-year-old fields Friday evening. They're not used. And we had a home run derby for the nine- and ten-year-olds, right? So the field's 105 feet as opposed to like 200 or 175 or whatever it is for the nine, ten-year-olds. And so, uh, you know, we had a adult pitch there, not kid pitch, because it's tough to hit off a kid. You don't know necessarily where it's going to be, especially at this age. And they all got the opportunity, three rounds, ten pitches, to try to hit home runs. And then we had uh, a battle royale down the final three, and then we had a head-to-head. Everybody had a tremendous time. Pizzas were laid out. It was, just, it was just a really cool experience. And I watch now and try to see sports, which is one of the fun things I know you know is having kids too, through right. the eyes of my kids again because it's fun and it takes you back to when you were 9, 10, 11 years old, which I think is probably the peak of fandom because you're not cynical, you haven't hit puberty, and everything is so fresh and so new that I tend to think you probably peak as a sports fan, most people, like right before you hit puberty. Not to say you're not going to like being a sports fan as you get older, because I know I do and you do and lots of other people do as well. But in terms of that purity, that bright-eyed, just uh, just unbelievable excitement, I think that 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, that four or five-year range, in my experience, is like kind of the apex. And so I love watching these kids and think about, you know, they love playing baseball. And, you know, we've talked about my 10-year-old's a big Braves fan, loves having him on. We watch him pretty much every night in this house. But what they love in that home run derby is the effervescent nature of it, the bat flip, the pure joy, jogging around the base paths. And I feel like Major League Baseball oftentimes strangles a lot of the joy out of the game in favor of some of these unwritten rules. And when I watch sort of the joyful nature with which kids play baseball, I sometimes see that translated, I feel like, into the NFL and touchdown celebrations. I see it in uh, soccer, certainly in goal celebrations. Uh, I, I definitely feel like you see it in the NBA a lot of times, just a pure joy that doesn't necessarily occur as much in baseball. But I'm starting to get the sense that a lot of the younger guys using Trevor Bauer and Fernando Tatis and even this Dodgers-Padres rivalry are starting to lean into more. Does that make sense? And do you buy into that larger picture that I'm painting? I do, and that's a great picture that you paint, Clay, by the way. that I, I, I want... We all want some of that in our lives, that home run derby running around the bases, uh, that it just sounds so good to me as you describe it. And I think, Clay, that you're on to something. Because the 9- and 10-, 11-year-old kids who are doing that, they're not celebrating and expressing joy on the Little League field during the home run derby because it's necessarily what they're seeing on TV. They're doing it because it's what comes naturally, because they love the game. And I think when you look around the world, Clay, and I've been lucky in, in my life to watch baseball in Latin America, to watch baseball in, in Japan, and we are really the only country in the world that – does things in that way with baseball where you can have fun up to a point and then all of a sudden no 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 the fun police comes in and says you can't do x and y and z and when you look at games where they're played elsewhere around the world they have bat flips if you watch a, a game from korea there's bat flips all over the place it's just part of the culture yeah. and I, I think that now clay you're having a generation of players who are more aware of that. And, and Trevor Bauer and Fernando Tatis Jr. have different backgrounds. Of course, Tatis from the Dominican Republic, Bauer's from California. Different backgrounds, but they have arrived at the same place, which is we need more emotion 
not less. And I think as it's, it's been one thing, Clay, that's really stood out to me as a really um, uh, interesting disconnect between you might see a, a play like this happen, and it's all over the MLB official social media feed. Remember a couple of years ago, let the kids play. And yeah. that will be all over the place. And then the next hour you're watching baseball, somebody gets hit because they – bat flipped a home run, and yeah. there's a disconnect. And I think now, Clay, to your point very eloquently, we're, we're seeing a greater convergence, and it's healthy for the game. And if it makes those kids at, at your field in Nashville fall in love with the game more, that's the target audience. And if a 70-year-old is offended by it, I'm sorry. I care more about what your 10-year-old thinks than the 70-year-old because he's more invested in the future of the game. It, it's fascinating to me because – I don't really you you watch a lot of sports I do too I don't think any sport spends more time analyzing its unwritten rules than baseball and almost all of the unwritten baseball rules if you break them down I would argue make the sport a little bit less fun and if we're in an era and you think about what works and what goes viral and what people share it's humor It's things that make them react emotionally. Oftentimes in the world of sports, it's a swaggering, uh, joyful exuberance, right? Uh, Whether it's a great dunk, uh, then people are just kind of in awe over that dunk. Whether in soccer, it's a great goal by Ronaldo or Messi, or hopefully there's going to be a lot more of them uh, coming forward with Pulisic. Uh, You know, it's something that you see that cuts through the noise. And I feel like Dodgers and Padres has cut through the noise. And if Major League Baseball goes and looks at it and says, why is that? It's the personalities on the field. And they have to do a better job of selling personalities in Major League Baseball and allowing them to, you know, sort of, uh, sort of uh, give off that, that persona, right? Uh, and oftentimes that goes in the face of some of the unwritten rules. Amen. And that's exactly right, Clay. One of the things, and I would say hockey has a lot of them too. There is a certain code, especially around yeah. fighting, which is its own separate category. But I think you're right. And part of part of the hockey, by the, the way, effect- is more is more physically dangerous. I think there are unwritten right. codes in in football too. Like you don't sure. go low on a you know. I mean, those are sometimes sure. penalties as well. But there's more of a physical danger in playing Correct. outside the bounds of those sports. Whereas baseball's unwritten rules seems to put more physical danger right like we're going to throw at you and increase the peril that you're under as opposed to hey we're going to take a like you can't hit the quarterback late we're going to make sure that we make you pay it's about protect you know I I just think it's kind of fascinating as opposed to uh you know sort of a celebration right and here's here's one thing though and I'm not going to defend the unwritten rules because I don't like a lot of them but I, I will explain them in this respect that in in football, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for 300 yards, 250, whatever it might be in a given game, almost every without time. fail. Yeah. He's going to do it every time, okay? And even if he has a bad game, he's still going to do it. In baseball, there's a certain humility that, that is baked into the notion that three out of ten is great. Yep. And, that, and that when you go four for four, that it is very unwise because the baseball gods, quote-unquote, are watching you. Yeah. That if you celebrate too much when you go four for four, guess what? The 0 for 25 is coming. And, and it's not so much necessarily that you're it's, – it's so bizarre that you're, you're probably – less aware of offending the other team in some ways than you are 
messing up your luck because <laughs> it is so, such a superstitious, nervous sport because of just the way it works that three out of ten, you're an all-star. And so I, I think, Clay, that's the one part where LeBron's never going to shoot, you know, this like 20%, 30%. It's just not, it's not, not, not when you add it all up in free throws and everything else. He's going to get his points. In baseball, Mike Trout might go over. 15 at some point in time. It's just part of the game. And so I think players are so fearful of of the slump that they say, whatever I'm doing in this post-game press conference, far be it for me to call attention to myself because if I do that, I'm going to go 0 for 4 tomorrow. And I, and I think that what we're seeing, Clay, on some level and what you have to do, and I think Bauer's doing it, I think Tatis is doing it, they're both retraining the way that the baseball player can think about his craft. And I think it's actually great for the game. Not Basically what they're both saying by the way they conduct themselves on social media and on the field, don't worry about tomorrow, man. Celebrate for today, and you got the crowd all going crazy for you. Or you gave up a home run, and Bauer said, hey, that's okay. You, you got me. Celebrate it. Like, like That's very much a live-in-the-now, embrace-the-now mentality, which has never been the way the baseball works. It's always like it's never been embrace-the-now. It's always been be nervous for the tomorrow. And But, but stunningly, Clay, be nervous for tomorrow does not work as a slogan. So maybe it's good for <laughs> baseball to reframe things in the moment. In fact, you know? It might be the worst possible slogan for somebody <laughs> who wants to be in, entertained, right? Like, exactly. Uh, right. And, and the other thing I would say, and, and it probably factors in also on some way with the unwritten rules, the season's so long. Yes. So when you've got 162 games, you've got to pace yourself in some way. And if you get too high when things are going really well, you're burning a lot of excess energy, right? If you get too low when things are not going very well, then climbing out of that hole can be difficult. So I think about this, not that my job is anywhere near what a major league baseball player does, but I've got to be pretty good for three hours every day on the radio. Don't have to be perfect. Don't have to be excellent. But I got to be pretty good every day. And I think if you can stack a lot of pretty goods together, well, you're an all-star, right? That's the baseball story. And the reason is because we have so much volume. I'm on for 15 hours on the radio. Uh, It's a different dynamic than on television for a half hour every day or anywhere else. Takes a lot of energy. But three hours of good shows, pretty good shows, like, okay, limit where the floor is not somebody that's going to listen, hopefully, and be like, man, that's the worst show I've ever heard. You know, we're not always going to have the 10 on a scale of one to 10, but can we stack together a lot of six and a halfs and sevens if you do your radio all-star and you're going to get your pops, your four for fours when you get the 10 shows out there. Um, And and I always focus, and it's kind of a larger life lesson, but I tell a lot of people that if you raise your floor – the ceiling takes care of itself. And yeah. I think there's a lot of focus. I tell my kids this all the time. You know, I'm coaching Little League Baseball. I'm like, hey, a lot of the focus from people is, hey, I want to be perfect. I want everything I do to be great. I say, hey, just make the good plays, right? Yep. If you make the good plays, then the ceiling takes care of itself. There's a lot more to gain oftentimes in life by raising your floor than there is by trying to be perfect. And a lot of times the perfect takes care of itself. And baseball is a good example of that. You're exactly right. And that's where 
the players that I've been around in their careers who I really admire their routine. Certainly Albert Pujols is going to the Hall of Fame, but when you're around these players, and again, some that we've missed without being able to be in the clubhouse this year and last year because of COVID-19, but when you're around their routines every day, Paul Konerko is another one, Michael Young. I, I, I'll tell you a quick Michael Young story. During the playoffs, I think it was 2010, the Rangers lost a crushing game, and, and I'm sure their fans were just despondent walking out of the stadium, oh my gosh, we lost an awful, awful game, and there's Michael Young at his locker saying, hey, you know what? We emptied the tank today. It didn't go our way. We were proud of the effort we put forth. We'll come back tomorrow. And that was it. And, and, and a lot of those truisms of the game, they don't make for great quotes, but for a lot of baseball players, Clay, they work. Because if, you, if we, you and I were on the air every day in different ways, if we got all busted up over one bad show, one bad segment, it'd be really hard. It'd be hard for you to do it every single day yeah. if, you, if you really beat yourself up over it. And I think that ethic of baseball – it has worked very well for those who perform it, but it is a fundamentally different paradigm, Clay, as you touched on, to market it. It's like, to do, say whatever you have to say inward, but outward, man, we got to engage more. And I think that Tatis and Bauer are really doing that very, very well right now. Yeah, and let me build on a little bit more what I was saying, because I think you'll appreciate this from a writing perspective, too. Writing is one of those things that you have to do every single day. And someday, if you're a writer, that's my, my advice. People say, oh, I want to be a writer. What do you do? I say, do it every single day. Like, if you say you want to do something, then how do you do it? You do it every single day. And you know this as well as any writer who's ever written, John. You can sit down in front of that computer screen. Used to be a typewriter. Used to be probably a you know, yell legal pad you're writing by hand. Some days, you produce really great work, right? You're like, man, this is like such an easy thing to do. Man, I am flowing. I could keep going for a long time here. Other days, you sit down in front of the computer and it doesn't flow together as well as it possibly could. The repetition of doing it every single day is the job. And so this idea of, and I I talk to people who want to write as well, this idea of, oh, I'm waiting for a stroke of brilliance to sit down in front of the computer and write, I don't believe in that. I think it's the discipline of doing it every day that leads to success, not these sort of creative sparks of genius where suddenly you sit down and because if you're waiting for that inspiration, it often doesn't happen. The work is the inspiration, right? And and, and Very well said. I, I, I think um, a lot of times, and I think about this, you know, from a writing perspective online or whatever else, somebody writes a good column or they write a good piece and they kind of sit there and pose looking at it. And I'm like, it's, it's kind of the equivalent of uh, making a shot that you think is going to win the game. I always like to see who pauses and who immediately thinks I got to get back on defense. Uh, right. Because to me, the guy who you know drains the shot, what I, what I said when Gonzaga won, John, I said the thing that stood out to me the most when, uh, when Suggs hit that shot, Gonzaga hadn't been in a close game all season. They really hadn't. And you have that incredible play. Uh, that UCLA makes to score, to tie the game. There's three seconds left. It's like getting hit with a big punch right in the chin. And Gonzaga is so well coached that they get the ball. They don't take a timeout. They know they're getting the ball to Jalen Suggs. And a lot of people focused on him rising up and hitting the shot. To me, it was Gonzaga, even though they hadn't even been in that situation all year, being well coached enough to know exactly, hey, this is the play we're going to run. We're going to try to get Jalen Suggs the ball. He's our playmaker. Might not get a great shot, but he's the best chance we have to win. People focus on the end result. They don't see the process by which you got there. 
Very, very well said, Clay. And I think that that one of the, the interesting parts about what you're, what you're describing, and, and, and you laid it out there perfectly, is the, the the one baseball application is the two-way player. Whether it's Otani, who of course, as we know, is both pitching and hitting and doing what he does. First time since or, Babe Ruth. Right, exactly. Or a Mookie Betts, who who can make a dazzling play on the bases in the field or hit a home run. And Tatis has some of that. He's been inconsistent defensively, but he has some of that in him. Where And that's that's the trick for baseball. When when you have a player that you can market and is an all-around player, someone who you want to watch play when he's on defense, running the bases, or in the batter's box, that kind of a player holds your attention for much longer of that three-hour game than if it's just a DH or if it's a one-dimensional player. Because the one thing is, if I want to watch one of LeBron's games, he's going to play – 80% of the game. I'm going to turn on my TV. I will see him. But baseball is not that way because you only come up once out of nine. And so there's, there's that flow where that's where baseball, I think, the truly athletic players, Clay, they have, a, they have to be marketed differently and, and on a higher octave because they're the people like a Mike Trout who can make a great catch who will hold your attention for three hours. And there's Otani who is just in a category unto himself. So we have talked a lot, Clay, in recent years about the barriers baseball has. But they've got a lot to work with now, and it's, just, it's a really important job for them to market the sport properly because they have some really good tools to work with. All right, a couple of questions for you on the field here. We're about, uh, whatever it is, uh, what are we at, like 25 games a lot of teams have played, I think, if I'm doing the math right in my head, uh, roughly. I know everybody's got a little bit of a different scenario. Uh, where would you say we are through 25-ish games compared to where you expected to be? Who has the most impressed you? Who has the most disappointed you? And where do you think we're headed as May looms closer and closer? Surprising teams in the AL, Clay. The, the AL, to me, if you're the fan of an American League team, uh, chances are, unless it's the Tigers or a couple others that have really been disappointing, you've got a chance. The Red Sox lead the East. That's a surprise. The Royals lead the Central. Surprise. The A's are in a tight race with the Mariners. That's a surprise on some level, especially with Seattle. Uh, Boston, the way they've played, is a huge surprise. Xander Bogarts has been tremendous. J.D. Martinez, also very good. Uh, the Royals are, I think, arriving a little ahead of schedule. Still like the White Sox a lot there uh, in the AL Central. The, the Yankees, near the bottom of the AL East, Clay, in, inconsistent, not able to produce like I expected them to. Their rotation has been mediocre at best. Uh, they've got some issues. They have an older, expensive team. Old, expensive teams who start slowly always scare me. That's the story I think so far in the AL. The NL East very balanced. The Brewers, great rotation. The Cubs look like they may have to be sellers at the deadline this year with Bryant and Rizzo and Baez. And out West, it's been, I think, with the Padres and Dodgers as advertised. But don't forget, the Giants began this week in second place. They are a very, very good ball club as well. So the Dodgers, to me, they've had a number of injuries, Clay, that have, I think, slowed them down a little bit. But they're still, they're still the best team in baseball. It's just a question of can the Padres knock them off. And I'm, I'm really happy with, with what we've seen so far from a standpoint of just the excitement of those two Padres-Dodgers series. Hopefully more to come. And I think in the American League side, uh, it is anybody's pennant to win. So uh, it should be a lot of fun here in the five months to go. Last question for you that we've talked a lot about baseball. We don't talk a ton about hockey on this show. How would you break down the hockey playoffs as they get closer? I know you spend a lot of time talking about the NHL as well. Uh, for people out there who may not pay attention much to hockey until the postseason, and I would put myself into that category, where are we headed? What do you expect for the Stanley Cup to look like the chase? Well, it's such a unique time, Clay, because 
Of course, it's been a shortened season. It was delayed at the start. We've had teams like the Canucks in Vancouver had a long delay due to COVID the last several weeks. Uh, and interestingly, there's, of course, one division which is entirely Canadian because of the border being closed. And so you're going to have effectively uh, four divisional playoffs structured geographically to minimize travel, and then there's going to be a final four. So there'll be one Canadian team in the final four. It's possible, Clay, that team's going to actually effectively come into the States and, and pick an American city and be based there for the rest of the playoffs that's reasonably close to wherever they're going to play just so they can ease the travel in that respect. It's a really unique year for so many reasons. We may see a Canadian team win the Cup for the first time since 93. The Maple Leafs are very good. The Winnipeg Jets, I think, are somewhat of a sleeper. I think out west, the best team I've seen lately has been Vegas. Vegas is so deep. Uh, really good team. Colorado in the same division. You probably have a lot of experts that would say out of the West Division, whoever wins between Vegas and Colorado, they're one and two right now. Just incredible speed. Nathan McKinnon with Colorado is one of the very best players in the world. So I, I, I think it's probably going to come down in the West to one of those two teams there, Vegas or Colorado. Both are very entertaining brand of hockey to watch. And actually the Florida Panthers uh, have been very, very good too, as have been the Tampa Bay Lightning. So stories all around, but uh, that, that great quest, Clay, for Canada. They have not won the Stanley Cup, any Canadian team, since 93. And perhaps this is the year for the Maple Leafs. It's an amazing stat. Uh, good stuff as always, John Morosi. Hopefully we'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the games throughout this week and the NFL draft as well. Appreciate the time, my man. Sounds great, Clay. Always enjoy our wide range discussions, my friend. Always enjoy the conversation. Thanks yeah, so much. good stuff. Appreciate it. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? quarterbacks, coaches. Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You know, we talk a lot about the NFL draft. We just had John Morosi on. He was great. And much of the discussion about the NFL draft has to do with players rising and falling and what's causing that to happen. And by the way, I'm going to give you my revised top 10 of the NFL draft coming up in the next segment. Uh, Sorry, in the next hour. But um, every now and then, a video of Nick Saban goes viral. And when I watch it, I think to myself, there is no surprise at all that this guy is incredible at recruiting because I just think he gets to the essence of so many questions in such a smart and incisive way that if you are a young guy out there who's looking to kind of build his career path going forward, I think you get a lot of BS thrown at you every single day. And sometimes you just want to be like, hey, you know, I want to trust a guy who's been there before and knows exactly what he's doing. He'll get guys into the NFL. He gets guys paid, and that's what Nick Saban does. 
when you think about the investment that he makes in uh, in his uh, in his talent, which is on his team, right? And so Nick Saban was answering a question about the NFL draft and how he'd been through it before as an NFL coach. But he asked the question, do you want to be, are you going to be an and guy or are you going to be a but guy? And it's so well succinctly explained. I want you guys to be able to listen to this and think about it in your own lives. We were just talking with John Morosi about ceilings and floors and elevation and how you end up becoming a talented, whatever you do, whether it's a roofer or whether you are uh, a uh, quarterback. Excellence has similar traits no matter what profession you follow. And I thought Nick Saban really kind of brought this home in a smart way here. Listen. I always talk to players about, I spent eight years in the NFL, so that means I spent, I sat through eight drafts, which meant it's not just a draft, it's, two weeks of preparing for the draft and then two more weeks of getting questions answered and then two more weeks of preparing for the draft. So I'm talking about listening to a thousand draft reports. And I tell our players all the time, the two most compelling words in the draft report is and and but. All right. So they read the player and I'll take a defensive back. He's got quick feet, change of direction, good long speed, can play man-to-man. He's a good tackler. He's got toughness, got really good ball judgment and really good ball skills. And he's a good person. He was a leader on the team. He graduated from school. Coaches loved him. Read the same player. But he had a positive drug test. He had a domestic violence incident with his girlfriend. Got in a fight in a bar when he was a freshman. Strength coach said he wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. Uh, who, who do you want on your team? And or but? All right. So what I tell players is you don't realize that as soon as you apply for a job, as soon as you put your name in for the draft, people are looking for reasons not to pick you. They're looking for reasons not to hire you. So don't give anybody a reason to say but. It's the only way that you can create value for yourself. So that end and but what came after that had nothing to do with what the player was, but it had a significant impact on where the player got picked. So this is an analogy that I use all the time with players to try to get them under, to understand how do I create value for myself and my future for what I want to accomplish. Dub, you're an Auburn guy. But when you hear Nick Saban crystallize things like this, and I'm a Tennessee fan, doesn't it make it impossible to hate him? Like, he's so good at what he does. I, you know, my, my, I talk about sometimes the fact that my 10-year-old has become a big Alabama fan, and I played this video for him uh, because I think it's an example of how sports becomes instructive. But it's true for all, all walks of life, right? If you are trying to get a job, if someone says, hey, tell me about him, and he has good talent, and he has good skill, and then you finish his overall job skills, and you say, and he's an awesome dude, great dad, great mom, you're going to love the family, puts off good energy, is a fun person to be around, makes other people around him better, you're going to be like, okay, I want to hire that guy or that girl. Meanwhile, if they say, yeah, you know, he's pretty good at his job, 
but he makes everybody else around him awful. He regularly uh, demeans, screams at, and uh, and uh, disparages other people that he's uh, associated with. Can't find anybody that ever wants to be his partner uh, when there is work to be doled out because he doesn't do his fair share. Like all of those things, it really crystallizes well for me. Are you an and guy or are you a butt guy? And I don't mean in terms of the body, by the way, because I know a lot of you out there are giggling. Oh, but I'm a butt guy. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, it defines where you end up going. And I think it's just so well said. You're so right, because I am an Auburn guy, and I do have a strong distaste for Alabama. But every time Saban comes to the microphone and spits knowledge like he does here, it really is impossible not to like the guy. And you've made the yeah. argument in the past that we may have wasted Nick Saban on coaching football. I really think that. And I agree. I mean, I just think the guy, every time he, he says something, it resonates with me and it resonates with a ton of people. And he's right way more often than he's wrong. If you told me right now, I mean this 100% seriously, uh, Nick Saban could replace Joe Biden tomorrow as president of the United States. Or maybe I should say, because I don't want him to uh, Nick Saban to implement a coup. Uh, maybe I should just say like, hey, Nick Saban is going to run against Joe Biden for president of the United States next year. I think Nick Saban will win in a landslide. I think that he he might be able to bring the country together better than almost anybody in sports. And I trust his judgment. He doesn't suffer fools lightly, but I trust that he's going to look at all the data and make the best decision and implement the best processes that ultimately would lead to success. All right, when we come back, top of the third hour, a 24-year veteran of the Los Angeles Police Force penned an amazing letter to LeBron James asking for LeBron to interact with the police more and taking LeBron to account for his publication of a awful tweet about a Columbus, Ohio police officer who was a hero and saved a life. If you haven't seen this letter yet from the officer, and I'm going to get his name here so I don't mess it up, Officer Dion Joseph, a 24-year veteran of the Los Angeles Police Department, Trust me, you're going to love this. That's how we're starting the third hour of the program. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. 
Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.